Growler Media presents Joe vs. the Minute. Welcome back to Joe vs. the Minute, the podcast where we're taking you to the volcano one minute at a time. This is Jarf. I'm Alice. And I'm Michelle. Welcome, Alice and Michelle. So this week, we are talking about minutes 46 to 48 of Joe versus the Volcano. You may have noticed that there is a voice missing from the podcast. Unfortunately, Tierney can't join us this week, but she is with us behind the scenes, and she is really excited about the minutes that we're going to be covering, which start out with Joe meeting Angelica. Minute 46 ends with Joe and Angelica about to be served a fancy dinner. So, Alice and Michelle, we get to talk about the second appearance of Meg Ryan in this movie in her second role as Angelica. So I thought that that was a really fun place to start. And I thought that I would start by asking both of you, What's your background with this movie, and how do you feel about Meg Ryan's performance in particular? Yeah, so I just saw this movie today for the first time. Awesome. Um, and I hated it as a whole, uh, but I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll get to that at some point, you know, in this episode or, or during the week. But so I actually didn't. I wasn't really sure. I wasn't really. Ca- I think this action may have been the point where I sort of maybe caught on that it was also Meg Ryan uh, playing a part because I was watching actually old school. Just got a DVD from the library, so I was watching the, like the bonus features, and that's where they had like a behind the scenes where they said that it was Meg Ryan playing three characters, and that's. Obviously, obviously where it where it officially clicked for me. Oh wait, hold on. I haven't seen that special feature. Yeah, yeah, it's it's on on the DVD like a bonus feature. I mean, it's 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 basically just like little little interviews. I mean, it's just a couple minutes of like interviews from from back then that are, you know, oh Meg Ryan, you play this character and then you know, you this and then you this and the the director seemed a bit kind of pretentious of what this whole movie was supposed to symbolize and mm. it was very interesting but it gave me some more insight for sure about the movie. Well, I'll just say that I I love talking to people on this podcast that are seeing the movie for the first time. Yeah. And it's always great to get a fresh perspective. So it clicked for you when you were seeing that special feature. So yeah. walk me through the experience of seeing the movie. When Meg Ryan first appears earlier in the movie. I had no as idea. Didi, didn't no, recognize her. Z- yeah. Zero idea. Did not recognize her. In the second. So the, the second one that we're talking about right now, Angelica. I mean, I was like, I, I think I said to, to my friend that was watching it with like, hmm. Maybe that almost looks like it could be Meg Ryan. No, no, no. You know, different face. You know, like in my head, I was like, oh, different face shape, different. You know, that's um, I'm probably wrong. <laughs> that's silly. Um, so that, that was kind of kind of funny to find out afterward that it was <laughs> it was the same person. That's hilarious. What about you, Michelle? I know that this is not your first time seeing the movie just today because you wrote a great article. Uh, that's uh, about your experience in the movie. But what about Meg Ryan in this film? What are some of the things that connected with you about her performance? Well, first of all, I just want to say that, um, yeah, this movie did have a huge impact on me when I first watched it um, earlier this year. 
a lot of the themes that it talks about, I, I really connected with a lot. And in terms of Meg Ryan's character, I kind of like, I didn't know either that it was her playing three different roles when it when it happened when Angelica shows up I was like wait a minute what are they doing why is she playing another role and then she shows up again like as herself basically in the last role of Patricia and I thought that was a really interesting um, way to show a progression of somebody even though it's three different people to me I saw it as like a progression of a person being like the best person they could be when you get to Patricia at the end which I know that's kind of maybe that weird interpretation maybe no one else sees it that way but that's just how I the kind of mindset I was in that's how I saw it yeah when when Patricia finally showed up that's when I was like oh finally like I I thought Meg Ryan was in this movie so it was just it was just interesting I think that was actually when I when Patricia showed up and then with that that scene with Angelica kind of seeing you know seeing Joe off that's when I was like wait maybe no <laughs> no maybe we'll finally get the real Meg Ryan <laughs> <laughs> but Angelica might actually be my favorite version of her, just because. She's and I was so like, and I was crazy. like, why, why is her voice so weird? Yeah, why is her voice so weird? This is ridiculous. Did they just tell her to overact? I don't. This is just getting more and more and more bizarre. And then I think watching these minutes again after watching the movie, even though it was just you know five minutes later, I I look I looked at these minutes again, and I was like, oh, okay. So the, you know, like it, it just it shaped so much. Of of what I thought about Angelica watching her, now knowing kind of what it was supposed to be, you know, three women at sort of different points of where Joe is at, and it just, it, it changed it, it made her funnier, all that. It does make it funnier when you see what they were going for. Yeah. And I like, Michelle, your interpretation that this is the character going through a progression, and it parallels the progression Joe is going through yeah. as well. If you separate it from that and just look at it at as a comic performance, it's interesting when you say that Patricia, the sort of final evolution Meg Ryan, if you will, is the Meg Ryan, because I that's the way that I feel too, and I think that that's the way a lot of people feel, but that's really due to the types of roles that she would get from this point on in her career. Yeah, that, I, she's a Meg Ryan that we all know. Is it's a Meg Ryan we all know. Yeah. Exactly. But it's also like, why couldn't she have been more comedic? Suddenly knowing, oh, the, you know, these other parts, they, you know, why why was the first woman so weird and the second woman so weird? I mean, and the third woman, <laughs> I guess, in a sense, too. But, you know, we're finding like, wait a second, she was a comedic genius, in a sense. Like, she should have gotten more even more comedic roles than just, you know, romantic. Yes, my point I exactly. Know. Yeah, watching her as Angelica, I was like, she is freaking hilarious. She's perfect. I don't know why she didn't do more stuff like this. Or even Dee Dee at the beginning, just like all like kind of meek and weird, but still her little smile and quirkiness is, is fun to watch. So she totally could have done more stuff like this. I think it's super fun to watch. And she leans so far into both of those first two characters with such bold choices for her physical mannerisms. Dee Dee was, she was hitting that asthma inhaler. She was sniffly. She was so hunched over and shy. Mm -hmm. And then 
Angelica is so over the top that I absolutely love it. And actually, she's a big part of why I started loving this movie in the first place, because she has that larger than life persona. But then as we as we get to know her a little bit more, we see that she's very sad at the same time. And that all just resonated with me a lot. Mm-hmm. And Joe, Joe was was so weird too. So that was kind of why I was like, well, you know, every pot has its lid, I guess. You know, so, so it didn't stand out as much. Like, well, you know, what what are they doing together? It, it, was, it was it was it was okay, in, in, in that sense for sure. Because he was every so awkward, she was lid. so awkward. All right, fine. <laughs> so as we progress through the minute, so they meet at the airport, and then we are whisked pretty quickly into. An incredibly over-the-top dinner scene. Well, I think the part at the airport is is kind of interesting, too. It's so weird-looking. Like, she puts a lot of work into that sign, for one thing. The sign that says <laughs> Joseph Banks on it. <laughs> Each letter has a different pattern <laughs> on it. And then the airport itself looks so weird. It's just because it's got, like, the green floor and the blue walls. And then there's, like, orange trees in the background, I noticed, this time, too. It just kind of, I think it shows just, like, this stark contrast between like where he is now in LA and where he was before, you know, at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the movie, his work, which is just dreary and drab. And even Angelica is like a new pop of color for him, you know, with the red hair and yellow suit. That's a very good point about the attention to detail with costume design and sets, because it was, it was the same movie just 30 minutes or so ago that we were in nothing but grays and browns and the dreariest office you've ever seen. And suddenly now we're in this world of wild color and, and the very fun bedazzled welcome Joe, Joe Banks sign. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, I was making everyone look sick under those lights. Yeah, the sign is <laughs> amazing. Well, before we get into the dinner do you want to say a little bit more about what you didn't like about the movie overall, Alice? Yeah, I mean, it just it was just so bizarre. I think obviously on, on on first viewing, even these Meg Ryan characters, I was like, why is she speaking that accent? Did someone tell her to you know be so so you know so overreactive and everything? I don't know. Everything just kind of seemed to happen so fast. I felt like maybe. The female characters were not as well developed, um, although if you kind of see them as they're not really women, they're kind of, I mean, if you want to go super deep, like, you know, figments of Joe's imagination or, you know, something like that, where they didn't need to be so overly developed and you're like, what do you mean that she loves him that quickly? Though I guess every fairy tale, people fall in love pretty fast. Which I know we'll talk about later in the week, but I don't know. It just everything seemed to happen so fast in such a strange way. I just I wanted to see maybe more more development. I guess more, especially more female character development for sure. I think we saw a lot with Joe. We saw him kind of go from like beaten down to oh well, you know what? All right, I don't have that long to live. Whatever, you know, screw you, boss. You know, and just kind of keep keep going up and going up. And, and not really give a care, you know, kind of off on his great adventure. So just more more development, more female character development, especially. Yes, lack of female character development is definitely a fair criticism. 
And Michelle, as a counterpoint, if you will, do you want to say a little bit more about things that you liked about the movie overall? Well, like I said, I had a really um, personal connection to it because um, I saw the whole movie with Joe's, like I said in the article that I wrote, like with Joe's brain cloud and his hypochondria. I saw it as a really um, good representation um, metaphor for anxiety and depression, which was something that I was going through at the time when I, I first watched the movie. And I was in a really dark place and I wasn't expecting this movie. And it was kind of like it explained my feelings to me. Like it's it said, hey, this is what you've been through and what you're feeling and it's okay. And there's, there's another side of depression like you you see that later on in the movie um i know with the the scene with the moon when he says you know thank you for my life you know that's that's a huge scene i think for a lot of people that see this and Mm -hmm. just the whole the whole movie meant a lot to me Yeah, it means a lot to me too. And and I loved your article. I, it, with your permission, I'd love to share it with our listeners. Yeah, the of course. Okay, awesome. I'm really proud of it. I, I love it. It was a hard one you to write, be. but I think I uh, said everything I wanted to say in it. And I'm very proud of it. <laughs> That's great. As well, you should be. Picking up on one of your points there, and I, this might spill a little bit more into things that happened later this week, but I, I, I agree that this movie can be a powerful metaphor for overcoming PTSD mm-hmm. and depression. Angelica talks about her depression. I'm curious how you feel it's handled in regards to her character. Uh, I don't think it was handled very well. I don't think Joe handled the scene very well. <laughs> when um, <laughs> when they're in the car and she just flat out asks him, like, um, you know, do you ever think about killing yourself? I, I don't know that he really handles her revealing that to him very well. <laughs> He's not very sympathetic. No, he looks completely out of his element. And he's struggling himself but he right. he, he isn't able to empathize with her struggles. I, and we'll talk about this more when we get to j- that stage of their date. But the, the the whole setup is very awkward. But just I think as as an example of them talking about someone with depression in text, that isn't a great moment of the movie because I think she's being so funny the whole time and everything she says is so over the top. And then she says something that should be taken very seriously because she says, have you ever thought about killing yourself? But with it being all tied up in her being silly in the over the, over the top, it, it, it doesn't read. It's not clear whether we are as an audience meant to take her seriously or not. And then Joe doesn't have a great reaction. So that's, that's why I wanted to touch on that, because I, I, I felt a little awkward about that whole scene. Yeah, I mean, sometimes the most, you know, giggliest and out there, you know, just, you know, like those kinds of people, you could be smiling one minute and then depressed the next, kind of that you're bringing joy to other people because you're sad yourself. But, I, you know, it was just, I feel like this movie is a lot of big declarations, big, you know, I, I'm trying so hard to stay on, on the minute, but even Patricia later just these huge, you know, speeches and 
and you don't have that that backing you don't have that emotional core to it and that you still have that who are you <laughs> sort of sort of relationship with the character so i don't I, you know i think it might be looking a little bit too deep <laughs> into kind of why she was like oh you know do you ever feel like killing yourself which yeah well, I think she is a, a very depressed person. You know, she, t- she talks about how she's she's an adult and she lives off her dad's money. And when Joe asks her at dinner, you know, what she asks him what he does. And then, of course, he, he asks her what she does. And she looks like really scared and or hesitant to even answer him. And that like, what do you mean? Like, why do you want to know? And then she says she's a painter and a poet, but it's like she doesn't believe it because she knows that she's not really doing what she wants to do and she's not happy with herself. And she's in kind of a, she was kind of in the opposite field from Joe in a sense, in the, in the creative, you know, arts and, and still unhappy. You can really be kind of yeah. unhappy even if you, you know, whether you're under soul-sucking lights or, or you're doing something that people would say is fun and creative and whimsical. Well, Let's put a pin in Angelica's creative aspirations for Wednesday's episode, because that's when they they discuss more of her art and we see her painting. And so we can talk about that a little bit more there. Before we wrap up for today, Michelle, you mentioned your article, which I'll share. And you also write for a blog. So is there anything that you wanted to share about that? Oh, I'm... I don't really write for that anymore. I don't do much writing, actually. Um, mostly, I just do kind of sporadic things at um, F This Movie, a little website called Ghastly Grinning sometimes, just whenever whenever I think of something to write. So F This Movie, I'm familiar with. What was the second one that you mentioned? Um, Ghastly Grinning. It's um, a horror website that a bunch of my friends started um, that just kind of takes a really positive approach to um, the horror movies that we talk about because you see a lot of negativity sometimes in genre articles. And uh, the guy that started it, Ryan Larson, he just wanted a, a positive outlook for people to talk about what they love and why they love it. I love that approach. The, yeah. the, this podcast started when Tierney and I connected uh, on our friend's podcast, the Cosmic Geppetto podcast, and his vision is very similar. He was noticing well, there's a lot of geek culture podcasts out there, and they seem to exist solely to tear down and lament and complain and say that new versions of a franchise have ruined their childhood. And yeah. and there was so much of that negativity. And he just wanted to have a space where his old friends and new friends could get together and talk about the things that they enjoy in a positive way. So yeah. that's how that started out. And that's this podcast is somewhat of a spinoff from there. So but I definitely yeah, the website itself um, has we haven't really written that much on it lately, or I I haven't at least it's been quite a while but i think he's wanting to start a podcast too kind of in that same vein might be happening soon but i'm not sure sorry awesome. ryan but that's not right <laughs> <laughs> oh well good luck ryan if you do pursue that and how about you alice i i did notice on your facebook that you are a fan of agents of shield which is something that we definitely have in common oh yes i love it i I think I'm I'm finishing the the last season, so don't don't spoil me on anything. But yes, I I definitely love it. I love the Marvel universe in general, so all very fun. Awesome. So if you 
are looking for a fun Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. Maybe you know about this already, but Project Tahiti is doing an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. rewatch. They, I think, just wrapped up season four. So I've been rewatching the episodes on Netflix and then listening along with that podcast. What a great name for a podcast. Right? (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) My claim to fame for my connection to the MCU is the actor who played Ward, he married my cousin. (gasps) What? Oh, that's amazing. I know, right? So I feel like I'm basically part of the MCU as a result of that. So you've you've met him then? Yes. Yeah. Before he was on the show. Is he nice? I don't know, that's like a weird question. Like, is he a villain, like on the show? <laughs> no, he was super nice. And I I know that I'm biased because we're related, but I think that he does a fantastic job on that show. He had to play, shout out to Meg Ryan for playing three different characters in this movie. He played, I think, five different characters over the span of the show. Really? I didn't even think about that. I know he was... Just because of starting out as one of the agents, and then spoiler, he was a double agent, but then he gets possessed by an alien, and and it's all that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. weirdness, but in each one, he had to do a a little bit of a different version right oh that's amazing <laughs> i thought you would appreciate when i saw that <laughs> so on your much. facebook i was like damn it he's so hot no <laughs> how can he be married no. <laughs> <laughs> yep sorry folks he's taken all right so i think that that will wrap us up for today if folks want to join the conversation you can follow us on twitter and instagram at joe versus minute and if you're on Facebook, we have a private group for our listeners called the Joe versus the Volcano Listeners Luggage Raft. So you can hop on board there. And until Wednesday, we'll hop onto that board and sail away from the things of man, my friend. Away from the things of man. Now I don't know. Wow, something is really different. I'm a growler.